Hey everyone, good afternoon. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in to another Smart Hustle Report on Small Business Trends. I'm Ramon Ray, the guy whose voice you're listening to. And I'm happy today to talk to uh, Dana. And uh, I want to say, don't know free, and Dana's going to correct me in a second, uh, <laughs> pronouncing her last name with Anna Ono. It's a very, very interesting line of clothing for ladies. So Dana, uh, welcome to the uh, podcast line, and feel free to correct me about pronouncing your last name if I said it wrong. Oh, you're, you're very close, Dana Donafrey, but thank you for the warm introduction. You're welcome, Dana. So thank you so much. So Dana, tell us a little bit about yourself so we know who we're talking to, and then about Anna Ono. Tell us about that business. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I was an industry fashion designer. Um, I studied mm -hmm. fashion design at Savannah College of Art and Design, so the world I lived in for um, since the time I can remember. And um, I had an earth-shattering diagnosis at the age of 27. I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And um, obviously, unexpected to myself, to my fiancé, to my friends, to my family, uh, but the piece I didn't expect was that my clothing and my underwear drawer specifically was no longer going to work for me after I underwent all of the multiple surgeries that are necessary uh, to fight breast cancer and to fight the disease. So coming from the background of being a designer, being able to assess the problem very quickly, very early on, I wanted to design other intimates that made us feel just as beautiful as we did before cancer rocked our world. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for sharing that. And then uh, and when you started, and tell, I'm curious about the starting of it. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, I assume, there's a lot of companies that cater towards uh, ladies who've gone through uh, what you've gone through and, and millions and millions of other uh, women have gone through. Um, how do you break through the noise, the clutter, not trivializing it, but even though it is a niche business per se, it is sadly growing and you're probably not the only mm -hmm. one. So how do you let people know, hey, Anna Ono is here for you as opposed to 397 other you know, websites and places they can click. Well, you know, what's interesting is that when I launched Anna Ono, I actually was the first lingerie company making bras that were for women specifically that had undergone reconstructive breast surgery. Okay, um, okay. It's a fairly new uh, procedure um, in medical terms. Um, when I started the business in 2012, it was you know just a few years. I think 1998, they passed the law that insurance must cover this procedure. It wasn't even covered right. before uh, the early 2000s. That, and what that means is that doctors aren't performing it. Um, doctors aren't trained in it. So you really had to find a specialized plastic surgeon that knew what they were doing in order to even undergo the procedure. Right. Uh, so my competition, um, I was really quickly, easily differentiated because they have focused on uh, what they call mastectomy bras um, mm -hmm. and mastectomy apparel. And that's for women that have undergone uh, the mastectomy, mastectomy phase of the surgery but have not rebuilt the breast that used to be there. Right. Um, and by rebuilding, you really become alienated to a lot of what's available in the traditional marketplace. Uh, underwire bras don't fit, for instance. Uh, molded cups don't fit. Uh, so when you start as a woman, which I'm sure <laughs> you may not understand all of this. I do understand uh, somewhat. <laughs> I have many women in my life. I get it. Um, but removing those options from the traditional marketplace or, or options that you're available to shop or fit uh, really <sighs> limit you to sports bras and tank tops and, you know, very conventional underwear, right. not something that's sexy or beautiful or makes you feel pretty. So that's what right. we did at Anna Ono. We stepped right out of the gate with that differentiation point, and that way we were able to separate ourselves. But 
I'll tell you, even that nobody else was doing it, even though I was the first lingerie company doing it, it is not you build it, they will come. Um, you do have to market. You do have to reach your tar- target audience. You do have to show the world that you're there. Um, right. And that's a, that's a big task for a little company. Absolutely. And so what, what things are – I'd be curious to know, A, um, even though years later you had a quote, kind of a quote-unquote first mover, Today, what things are you doing to, as it were, uh, it's not even stay ahead of the competition. Let's forget the competition. Just be relevant in the market and be available in the market. What things are you doing today, uh, I'm curious about. And then let, after that, let's talk about you know, how it is to market in a, in a sensitive, my words, not yours, sensitive market. But first, what are some of the basic things you're doing just from own? Here's how we want our target market to know that we're there for us. What things are you finding that work? Because you have a lot of options. I mean, you could say Twitter, ads, Facebook, AdWords, there's a billion things you could do. I'm curious what's working for you. Well, you know, um, when I first started the business, I I self-funded the entire business myself. So I didn't have a lot of funding to put towards, quote-unquote, marketing initiatives. Um, I was really only able to do what I could afford. So you start to find uh, clever ways to to get the word out there. Um, A lot of corporations uh, run special grant contests or competitions for small businesses. Um, I received a grant from FedEx who ran a small business grant contest uh, that allowed me some exposure, not just to my own audience, right? People like to get behind things that they can vote for, things that they feel like they can help benefit right. you. But in the end, I got so much more exposure to tons of people, um, through that contest, plus I got a grant, which was huge mm-hmm. because now I was and able to buy more products. congratulations, by the way. Right? So that's, uh, got it going on, so congratulations for that. Yeah, that was really great. And you've got you've to kind of get to the Internet and find, you know, what companies do have grants that they're giving to small businesses. How can they help you propel your business forward? And I did a lot of that in my first two years of building my company, which then in turn gave me some funds to start marketing to my core audience and really because of the budget you know I had to really focus things on social media whether it be Facebook or Instagram or Twitter um, Pinterest right because being an e-commerce being a women's lingerie line all of those things spend very well on social media but to say I purchased Google AdWords there's no way the budget was not there to be able to do something like that to where you know you type in the search engine mastectomy bras and Anna Ono shows up um, I was definitely getting good job. by my competition okay. in that round. Yeah. Excellent. Wow. Okay, that's powerful. And then anything that you're seeing, and again, maybe this is no different. Again, I, I could be wrong. I just like to ask the question. Maybe this is no different, but any advice, what, what has been your journey, uh, Dana? And then also what, what advice would you have for others who are marketing in a sensitive market? And by that kind of market, I mean what's not, hurrah, bring your kid to Disneyland, or hurrah, everybody needs accounting services. It's something that, that you're able to talk about but everybody's not able to just click and buy and bring out. It's kind of, what do I do? Where do I turn? Nobody understands me. And again, you happen to be selling uh, broad for ladies who've gone through the variety of things you've talked about today. But again, there could be you know, nonprofits who are doing various things or for-profit companies helping people with all kinds of very sensitive issues that are so personal. So one, have you had any challenges in that? Like things, ooh, remote, I made a mistake, and maybe not. And then two, overall, what's your advice for other businesses that are marketing this kind of market? Well, if you're going to market to a niche audience, think about your audience, right? I mean, I'm in, I'm in special shoes where I am my customer. And I think mm-hmm. that that's a huge, huge benefit that I have because I know what upsets me and I know what gets me excited. But 
beyond that, one of the biggest things I saw when I started investigating to even decide if I was able to make this a business or if this was an opportunity was I use all women that have been affected by the disease in any marketing I do. Um, Mm. Because it was important for me to see on the other side of that screen somebody who looked like me, somebody that went through what I had gone through, whereas my competition were just hiring models and telling a woman, you know, that may not have any breasts at all that their product fit them when they were showing it on a model with two breasts. Mm -hmm. And I I wanted to make sure that no matter who it was, if a woman had one breast or no breasts, that she saw somebody on the other side that she could relate to. And we were really at the front of that movement of body positivity and body ownership because we want our women to be who they want to be, not because I'm dictating their shape or their size or their figure based on my product. And so being able to stay true to that core, always encouraging people to feel strong and empowered has really been the cornerstone to anything that we ever do as far as messaging is concerned or marketing is concerned. And I believe, you know, seeing that a little bit sooner than maybe the mainstream market saw that was a a key propeller to us staying true to our brand and us staying true to our message. Wow, that is powerful. By the way, Dana, do you have a book out? (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, I should. I, I write a lot. I try to, I try to make notes to myself so I don't forget. And, <laughs> and are you you know, running, running for, a small business is just too busy. <laughs> are you running for Congress or Senator? Because not, there's going to be a lot of openings over the le- next six months, a lot. But you might be right. <laughs> so, I do yeah, lobby you, at Congress uh, for metastatic yeah. breast cancer and, and changing the way that we are, are treating the disease and propelling our, our funding forward. So, you know, I can say I, I officially have Capitol Hill experience yeah and we and you can and we can go, go on the fedex plane and get some free uh, flights on the fedex plane you know on the packages as they're going off just get off I've and asked. Go to I've asked. <laughs> <laughs> but um but no this is this is good and i think you said it best dana that the aspect of uh put yourself in your customer's shoes and i think many people don't do that i guess in a way it is kind of hard because i think some companies do try i know for example and this is full disclosure not a political statement at all for those listening but like pepsi's i just comes to my mind they got in trouble for good or for bad, right or for wrong, for uh, they tried to do an ad about various issues regarding police and et cetera, backfired. So, you know, right. sometimes it's hard to do. You think you're doing the right thing, and you get dinged by one side or the other. So, but I think you're right. I think if you, if you do your best to use those who you're trying to serve, meaning in your marketing or at the seat at the table, and you yourself have that empathy, you're not just somebody with money, you know, trying to do new market, I think that's probably one of the best ways to not go wrong because it's in your DNA and those you're working with. So it's all around you how, how to speak the language of who you, those you seek to serve, if that makes sense what I'm trying to say. Well, you're absolutely right. And I think, too, you know, if you go into business, especially starting your own business, if, it, if you think you're doing that for the dollar sign at the end of the, ga- at the, end of the day, you're wrong. Um, yeah. You have to do it because you're passionate. You have to do it because you want to see a difference. And if it was about profits, I wouldn't be in this business. It's about changing the lives of, of women who have been affected by cancer. So yeah. knowing that that's what's driving me forward, the business comes behind that and continues to grow and grow and grow. So with that passion and that direction really you know, stabilizes the foundation. And of course, every business has to make money to stay in business, right? That's not... Right what I'm saying, but, you know, you've got to make sure that your, your mission is just as equally as important because the second you steer off of that, you've gone down the wrong path. 
And to that point about mission and money and profits, any advice? Now, you are a for-profit company, not one of the B corporations or things like that. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. But what is your advice in general? I'm, I'm sure you can because you're, you're knocking all these out of the park. So <laughs> what is your advice, uh, Dana, uh, for companies that are thinking of, meaning I'm a young entrepreneur or old entrepreneur. I have a passion about X topic. It's a passion. I want to help people. On the other hand, I do want to make money and have a business, whether it's I want to just feed myself or I want to build a, a thriving business. Any advice how to balance the two? And again, I know in this short time it doesn't do you justice for your answer, but just do I start a non-for-profit? Do I have a for-profit business and then just give money to the, the causes that are doing it? Do I just have a hobby? Any advice for those thinking, you know what, I have a passion about something, but I don't know whether it should be a business or just you know, go sell Girl Scout cookies. What should they do? I mean, I think that's an excellent question. Um, when I first started, everybody asked me, are you going to be a nonprofit? And, right. you know, there's, there's no reason why I should be a nonprofit. I'm not trying – I mean, I donate bras to women in need. Um, I do right. do that. That's a, that's a secondary side to my mission. But, you know, to have a board and to align myself with all of the nonprofit requirements, you know, I think our world of nonprofits, unfortunately, has become incredibly corrupt. Um, in a in a very long time. So really think about are you changing and affecting somebody's life because it's a mission or are you providing a product that is necessary or needed? I mean, it could be a million things, right? You could um, be giving a, a, a shoe to somebody who doesn't have a foot or you could be giving special apparel to people that live in wheelchairs. I mean, there's, there's so many alternatives to life uh, today that you really have to think about it. And if you can be a triple or quadruple bottom line, and you can be a B core or you know a, an additional foundation. You should do it, um, but not all the time does that work in your business model, and it makes things incredibly confusing as well. So to be able to do that and just you know make sure that you're constantly building your profits in your mainstream. I think that the old quote unquote, like I would air quote that right now, way of mm -hmm. doing business mm -hmm. is over. Um, we're not looking at companies that are making 80% profits and marking up their products over and over because our consumers are getting smarter. And I think that if we all do smart business, we in essence have more money to help. And that's really where I put my extra money. So if I can help a nonprofit that has a mission that I believe in, or I can donate bras to women that can't afford them, or I can you know, send bras to the hurricane victims in Texas. You know, there's, there's so many different options that you can give back to your community, and that's where our strength is right now. So if you think that right. you're going to just make profit over profit, I don't think it's the way that we can do our business anymore because the world has gotten smarter. You know, I can't you, – you have to write a book. Um, that, that's just a fact. I can't wait to vote for you and read your book. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Danny, you did mention the uh, FedEx Small Business Grant Contest. So congratulations for winning that. And then I do want to say, listen, everybody listening, there's a number of amazing, great companies, some small but some with amazing brands like FedEx, who are running contests and grants to help small businesses and, and find out who's, who's rocking it. So I definitely encourage you to get on your search engines and, and check it out. And, and, and shout out to the – I think the, I'm on the site now, and I think it's smallbusiness. You scroll through your FedEx.com and slash grant dash contest. But you just put in your Google search or Bing search, you know, FedEx Small Business Grant Contest. You'll find it. So, but Dana, thanks for talking to us today. Anything that I didn't mention today that you wanted to talk about? If not, it's okay. But I always like to give my, uh, those I'm interviewing a chance to mention anything else that I didn't quite ask them that they wanted to bring out. 
Well, you know, if, if um, any of your listeners um, have been affected by breast cancer or know somebody that has, um, they can go to AnnaOno.com, A-N-A-O-N-O.com. Uh, we're live on the chat. We're live on emails. We can take your calls, whatever sort of help or support you need in finding um, something that you need post-surgically or for somebody that you know has gotten diagnosed, please reach out to us. Uh, you really will make a difference in her life. Awesome. This has been great. And again, my name is Ramon Ray uh, with the Smart Hustle Report on Small Business Trends. And I've been talking to, yes, what you said already, AnnaOno.com. And this is Dana. So Dana, thanks for spending some time with us today. And again, uh, thank you all for listening to the Smart Hustle Report on Small Business Trends.